people think little girls should be seen and not heard, but I think... Oh, bondage! Up yours! Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Dominasty Podcast. I am Mistress Blair. And I'm Mistress Velvet. We're excited to have a little bit of that uh, election stress behind us and be curious what you're looking forward to this week, Blair. This week as in my personal life or on the episode? Well, let's start with the episode and save the juicy details for later. (laughs) I am really excited to get into the thing that is really for the sex workers out there or the potential sex workers out there about safety checks and how we find our clients, what we do before we see our clients, and all the planning that goes into really starting a session. Oh, I totally agree, though. It's probably going to be pretty helpful for those who have never dipped their toes in. Maybe they haven't even booked a session on their own uh, to understand why we do the things that we do on that end, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially if we ask them for all of their info later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of people um, that it seems that they think that I'm trying to get their information and scam them. Um, Maybe because they don't expect me to ask for your identity, your uh, license picture, things like this, a deposit. I like that cash in hand. But um, anytime I meet somebody new, I make them go through a deposit first. And some people think that I'm just going to steal their money. And I'm like, no, only if you cancel and, and don't follow through. At that point, is the only time that I will be keeping the deposit and not giving it back. And uh, news to everyone out there, that is the proper things to do. That's what happens when you cancel your doctor's appointment and you don't, you know, do it in a reasonable time or your hairdresser is... Every one of those people is going to charge you mm-hmm. maybe even a nice dinner. So get used to it. Yeah, you must because that's also how we make sure that you're not a cop or somebody trying to fish us. Um, when we get to know you over the internet before we see you in person is sending that cash deposit. So that is just absolutely necessary. What checks do you do when you go into finding a new submissive? So this part's really interesting um, because it's changed for me um, over the years. Uh, I've used a couple of different methods. Right now, I pretty much only take people via reference, which means that somebody in sex work already, so mostly doms, are referring clients that maybe they don't have the time to schedule with or maybe they don't feel that they're as good of a fit for Um, and generally they also have vetted them to some degree before they send them my way um, or that they've actually been in sessions with at least a couple of other folks before me Um, now that does take out a lot of those first timers out of the equation these days 100%. I get a lot of first-timers, so I have to work around that reference thing quite often. Yeah, and that was definitely the case for me at one point. Uh, How do you get around it best? So when I started out, I had more strict measures. Um, I was going kind of by the guidelines of one of my friends who's an escort, and 
then I found that maybe that was a little bit too much for me. Um, luckily, I was working and still am working in a dungeon that has other doms in it. So I could ask for some advice on how they do it. And what I learned was that they just require a deposit. If they have a reference, great. But a deposit is the bare minimum. In fact, that's a rule for our dungeon is that nobody comes in for the first time without submitting a deposit first. So that's the real check there. I know that one of the doms in the dungeon, she uses a service that I really can't remember right now, unfortunately, but it is a service that grabs all the credit card information from the person so that you can verify their name, you have their whole name, um, but they do take 20%. So I just stick with Cash App for my deposits and it's worked so far for me. Sometimes I ask um, for a picture of a photo ID, like a license, and then I let them know that they can block out their address um, if they are feeling you know, a little sketch about that. But my escort friend requires a reference, usually. If there is no reference, then um, she will sometimes see somebody, but she requires a reference a picture of your license or you know some type of ID photo ID and also a screenshot of a LinkedIn profile to verify that you are you know mm -hmm. in business if that's not an option I think she also allows you to send um, a photo of like a bank statement or something that verifies your address with your license so that she has your proof of identity first before coming in I suppose you all know how to use one of these things, but in case you don't, you just press down on this lever with your thumb and then pull the trigger. Basically, you know, similar rules to the DMV. I'm just curious, have you ever called anyone at their work? I haven't, no. <laughs> have I you? I absolutely have. <laughs> um, so when I had to deal with more first-timers. Um, and I, I find this to be a double whammy now a couple for a couple reasons. Um, I'm not trying to take people's money if they don't have it. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> uh, of course, I, I want to make sure that they're gainfully employed. Um, but also, I want to make sure that they are trusting me for a number of reasons. First of all, what we do, especially on the rougher play side of things, takes a lot of trust. So it's got to start somewhere. Um, and secondarily, yes, obviously I'm not calling them and saying, hi, this is Mistress Velvet. Is, uh, is Jim in? But uh, <laughs> certainly do act um, often, depending on whatever it is. If they were in the financial sector, I've called a couple of people's offices um, pretending that I work at, at some service that they would mm. rightfully work with, um, track down their LinkedIn's. It is all uh, very important to see that at least they're a real person and that they are not messing with you, um, whether that be from the beginning of this relationship or because they don't intend to have a really solid relationship with you or pay you. Yeah. I think it deters a lot of you know, people that we wouldn't want to have as submissives. Like if they're not willing to send you a picture of their ID and share their personal information, then that trust is already distrust. 
and uh, we don't really have room for that in our playtime. Absolutely. Um, so that's something that I, I find important, and I think it's reasonable to voice to people when they're, they're asking. They're like, well, first of all, you're asking both for my bodily safety, and I'm asking for your trust, because ideally this is a relationship that will be a continued one through sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of amazing things in tech from what you're saying about um, you know, some of the doms that you know that are working with basically point-of-sale systems. Uh-huh, exactly. That, <laughs> that are amazing. They've, like, you know, similarly, we can find this information if you work at, like, a restaurant or a hotel, you know, point-of-sales can rip someone's card info, and so you have, so you know who you're seeing, and you know if they're coming back and how much, you know, you're dealing with, and whether they were developed, like some payment systems were, on the internet largely around sex work i don't think so but they definitely are helpful for that now Mm -hmm. um and that's an incredible advancement kind of you know it's interesting how technology is so pivotal um and influential to how we deal with this because when there were back pages um and you know a lot of work was individually on back pages some of it not so much from the people i know but some some on craigslist as well um but some of these pages at least had a, a individual service for background checks, which yeah. was very affordable. I know there are things out there. Um, I have since used things like benverified.com, or, but they're definitely uh, also eating a part of your expense. Um, so that would be harder to get. Um, and you still need to have that information to look through in the first place. Perhaps if you are using this background checking software or any verification software, you could charge an extra administrative fee up front to let people know, hey, I have to pay for these. This is not my cost. This is your cost. You're the one that needs to be verified, just like they would do like for an apartment check. You know, you have an application fee. So maybe an application fee is a way to not incur those costs directly to yourself. Absolutely, and that's part of the interesting and part of our relationship with how much actual administrative work there is here um, and with technology here. Uh, you know, bless the times that I had submissives that could help me with my administrative work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have not had um, somebody help me with my administrative work. I pretty much like to do it myself. But now I've given myself my own idea of having an application fee because that would keep anybody who's trying to waste my time and just send me emails out of my inbox. Even if it's like a $10 administration fee, you have to send that to my cash app. Sorry if you don't do that. I'm not responding to your emails. I actually really like that. I'm totally doing it. I can't believe I haven't done that oh, before. Yes. <laughs> what? I... I think we should do this. Report back, guys. This is a case study in the making. Mm -hmm. So I think we should talk about software that we use just to schedule. On my end, right now, I'm using using Google Forms for 
an application so that I can get some of your information. And then I use Google Calendar with the doms in the dungeon to schedule, um, you know, we are, we're all on the same calendar so we can see the schedule together. And I just switched over to a Google phone number instead of using like, I think I had text me as my like work phone number. So now I'm using Google phone number, which is what I hear most people use as their second phone number. Yeah, so I definitely have had a Google phone number, um, and I have a mixed relationship with these things because of where we stand, legally speaking, and because if Google were to ever have to give up their data in these ways, specifically the forms, we'd be fucked. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so all of those, you know, Obviously, you were like, the, the ease of this compared to what I used to do, which is largely uh, paper forms <laughs> and other things, which is still mind-blowing to think about. Um, and, and, you know, these are, these are the amazing parts that, you know, we, people talk about the evolution of what we thought of as prostitution, which really just refers to sex work on the street in, in a lot of scenarios, mm-hmm. to being able to actually bring it in, into a safer space the problem is that our pimp is essentially major tech now. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so like Google Alexa. and Instagram, Alexa, she's like, bitch, give me a cut of your money. <laughs> Please. She's already taking a cut of my life, like sending me Instagram ads and shit like that. I'm sure. Right. Selling our data, taking a cut, mm-hmm. you know, and, and putting that particular space as well of being like, are you going to rat on us? So... It's a very interesting relationship. Um, I haven't used Google Forms for that particularly yet because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I do, I do use, I do have, you know, we in- inherently have a ton of things saved in there. So it's just nice to see like where your cloud settings are for things, um, what is being backed up and try to limit that whenever possible. Yeah, I would... If I had somebody who felt very concerned about having their information in Google, which would mean that they would have an an encrypted email service like ProtonMail, which is what I Mm -hmm. use um, to email with people, I would respect them not wanting to fill out the form and, um, you know, talk with them otherwise. But... To be honest, I would say 90% of the people that apply have a Google email. So if they already have a Google email, then them filling right. out a form means nothing. Like uh, Absolutely, absolutely. And that's definitely from the side of them applying. I was speaking a little bit more towards my the side of sex workers also being like, well, what? how can we limit what is potentially being put on there? And we do. Um, you know, I certainly have never used my Google email, at least not in recent history, maybe once or twice. Google don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as, and that was never directly even so, you know, maybe as a, a third filter down for something. But um, yeah, encryption, all of it can be amazing. And it protects, you know, us from things that really shouldn't be criminal activity as well. Yeah. What information are you gathering besides, you know, identity and phone number and email like that? Are you getting from a sub before you see them? 
So ideally, um, I want a, a quite a good amount of information. I at one point did have a 20 questions form for folks, um, and that would include um, a large amount of things of, of where they've experienced um, play mm-hmm. and kink and, and what they self-proclaim to be their personal kinks and fetishes, what their interest in various works and goals with me was, as well as, you know, their profession, their pain tolerance, (laughs) all of these things, of course, you know, even a one to 10 is still something that leaves a lot of room for error because people have very different actual Mm -hmm. experience in their life. So I will still have that. We still have that check-in conversation and our so to speak, red, yellow, green, or whatever that might be for safety yeah. words in sessions. But um, once again, that has changed a little bit because sometimes if I can get a hold of a reference and they have very solid references, people that are still in the community and active, mm-hmm. I might be able to also have, we certainly, if you don't think we don't share, you're wrong. <laughs> yes, this is a sisterhood. <laughs> Sorry, it's one of the greatest ways to be safe is to literally share your client list. That was one of the greatest um, offenses, so to speak, of Sesta Fosta taking so much down from the internet is because uh, one of the things that I could access on back pages and some of the other uh, sites that I went on were actually blacklists. If you get to talk to that other dom, they're like, no, this submissive, so to speak, has never listened. Mm-hmm. We're not talking a brat level. We're talking about they have actually no interest in submission whatsoever. Yeah. They have no interest in this relationship. And maybe even so, maybe they are a sexual harasser. Maybe they have elevated something in a way that was uncomfortable for other parties. So whenever you had that information, um, and, and we would share these names, mm-hmm. certainly amongst ourselves, it's incredibly powerful for your safety. It goes, 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 it goes. Yeah. There are I, entire industries that have blacklists just because they're like, this person sucks to work with. Yeah. I'm really kind of upset that P411 is not a platform that BDSM professionals can use. And I'm also kind of mad that they make it so exclusive that new sex workers can't get on without references from multiple other sex workers. And sometimes they still don't even accept new people on there. And since that's not happening, I feel like other websites like Trist or Slixa that do allow BDSM professionals on there should have a similar platform like P411 where clients are there and you can submit this, so to speak, like blacklist information amongst the professionals only about the, you know, the people that are signing up to come find the professionals. Right, because there might be a sex offender registry or list, so to speak, uh, that's available on the internet. Um, But that is really you know, the offenses that have actually been registered, prosecuted, Mm -hmm. a lot of gray area in between is left. Um, A lot of people that 
never been reported because we we know that there's a huge issue with sex workers being able to report and so there is an issue with people trying to come for that community knowing that our relationship with the police is questionable at best yeah so when i have people like my my application form does have what are your kinks have you played before um i do ask a survey question of how did you find me whether it be on one of the websites that I am advertised on or a lot of my clients just Google search Denver dominatrix and I'm on the top results. And I ask them specifically, what did you type into Google? Did you type in kink Denver mistress? Like, I don't know, give me the very specific. So I (laughs) I keep an active um, market research going for that so that I know what's happening and where I'm finding my people. And I ask them their hard limits because I want to know those up front. Um, to be honest, if your hard limit is no marks after our session, I probably am not going to play with you <laughs> because that is one of my kinks. Like I get to be picky and I get to find people that I, you know, it's not just for them, it's for me too. So if that's a thing, it's less likely that I'm going to want to play with you because I want to leave some marks and things for sure. (laughs) Yeah, and we do have that ability. I mean, just like any freelance, essentially, Mm -hmm. um, if you are a graphic designer and you have a client, you know, and this is obviously something that is amazing about any small business, so to speak, um, is that if you are lucky enough, you can afford to choose your clients based on Mm-hmm. Who does not stink to work with? What what appeals to, and what is a good match for working with? Yes, I uh, won't be able to speak from experience on this end, but I do know people that work um, in a more organized dungeon space where they actually have someone that that filters down things for them. Mm. It's been a while since I've had conversations on this. You know, that person who would be in charge would filter all the safety information, so almost like a madame. Mm. <laughs> Um, however, even in that scenario, they basically always have the rule of like, okay, we, we get the first session and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You can always stop the session. You can always walk away. And and if you, I can regularly, I've had, I've had people I've seen a number of times and said, you know, we, you're just not behaving. Yeah. And I don't don't think this is going to work. Yeah. So now we're going to get into making a scene with your sub maybe for the first time or perhaps each time what the planning is like, what the conversation is like and how um, we as doms will set that up and respond to you. So Velvet, take it away. I personally think this is one of my favorite parts of that, you know, getting through all of the unfortunate administrative needs and you know, reading and getting to know someone. I mean, this is what it, the creativity parts excite me. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of talked about that, but it, I, I definitely think of these things of well, especially, you know, even if you've had other experiences with someone else, what is going to make this particularly special? Mm-hmm. What is going to kind of elevate this experience for both of us? Um, and it gets better on the second or third planning for me. So that first one you get, there's a lot of feeling out. And sometimes I feel even, even with 
really good detailed applications or someone saying, okay, I like this, but I like someone to degrade me, but how do you how? want me to degrade you? What specifically, because there's so many categories of degrading somebody. Absolutely. Like, what's really your Am I degrading there? your small penis? Am I degrading, you know, a specific thing that to you is that centric to your sexual needs mm-hmm. there? What does it? And it's it's a very specific. And sometimes it, it might not even necessarily be the content of what you're talking about. And just maybe like the tone. Maybe it's the tone. Maybe it's like exactly how and what position you are in in the space mm. that does it. So, you know, those things, especially when someone's vague enough to be like, I like to be degraded. I'm like, oh, okay, so how are we going to do that? Do yeah. you want... I feel like both you and I really want to know the psychology behind our submissives. And... So tell me how this works. I love to love that hurts. I look upon you and all I see is me. We share these battles, scars. We don't like... What is going on there for them whereas some people might not even care they're just like okay let's get into this but like I'm highly curious about the experiences that have brought you to me and brought you to expose yourself and your desires um absolutely and you know we've talked about this this is a space where I want people to feel open to this play this thing mm -hmm. obviously you know I, I don't think that you're a freak for being there, not any more than the rest of us. Mm -hmm. What I do think is that you're looking to express something that you probably haven't been given the comfort of doing in other places. Yeah. And sure. so how are we going to make that both comfortable and safe enough to get real weird, mm -hmm. but also something that hopefully, you know, even if you know this one thing gets you off, And that's your thing, traditionally. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when we're, when we're on the eighth visit of hanging out together, I should certainly hope that you're going to be able to push that boundary. So our sub has sent a deposit. They've gone through the checks. They have confirmed um, that they will be showing up to this appointment. So for me, I have a couple of things that happen the night before. I send a private link that's not public on my website to the person who's about to come in in session with me. And that link, you know, has my address of the dungeon. It has the phone number that you'll text to confirm in the morning. I have a requirement that you text me before 11 a.m. that morning. Otherwise, I will be canceling your session and keeping your deposit. You need to keep in contact with me that day so I know. And then, of course, a text message when you've arrived so that I can let you know that you can now enter the dungeon. So that's what the day looks like for me. I'm wondering what that might look like for you and your submissives, Velvet. Um, yeah, well, in recent history, we did uh, share a dungeon, so it was very similar rules. <laughs> But... Um, Prior to that, it you know, it, it, those things for me also depend on the space. Um, you know, if someone has been there before, if, if we're talking a first-timer, um, then I definitely have 
uh, often resorted to using Signal and removal voice number, so the combination of the two um, is a really nice encryption mixture. What is Signal? Okay. <laughs> so for those out there that, I don't know, are texting someone and want it to be super encrypted, um, mm-hmm. not necessarily have that particular cash bank that uh, even if our cell phone carriers want to say, oh, we don't have that. Well, there's been a number of events, including things where uh, texts were released months after the fact that were sent before that say that they do at least keep our our texts and oh, other wow. info for longer than they should be hanging on to it. You yeah. know, it, it's supposed to say, oh, well, it's gone once it's traveled the airwaves, so to speak, <laughs> or from cell tower to cell tower. But it turns out that sometimes they also use data storing places in between. Okay. And there's a whole bunch of other people involved and companies that they might be contracting out to to get, including other cell towers, you know, when you're on roaming or this Uh or that. So there's very little comfort that I have that actually says that that is for sure what's going to happen. Yeah. So having that double whammy, um, I know a number of people that protest that uh, buy drugs that are not yet legal, but hey, guess what? We're getting better at that part too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, you know, all of those things, it does often end up in this app. And so does just people that don't necessarily want their personal life in other people's hands. Okay, so it's an encrypted texting service. Totally, it's an app. Is, that, is it that something it. that you can like, so what I was thinking it's when free. you said Signal was like some sort of uh, location service so that you can see mm. where they are on route to see you, which now I wish existed because that would be pretty cool because then I wouldn't have Absolutely. to wonder like if they're stuck in traffic or whatever. Like if they, it's like essentially, you know, sharing so, your location and text messages. Um, but I personally think once again, this is, and this is like definitely for people that you've already established a, a relation with, mm-hmm. I have definitely made submissives share their location. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and things like that. And that's kind of like, that is part of the dynamic of what I can ask from you. Mm-hmm. You should trust me that I'm not going to do anything with it that that's outside of myself. However, you should give me that information. So were you using like just your iPhone to have them send location or what did you use for that? Most people tend to use it that way. Yeah. I'm, of course, not reciprocating that. So, it, yeah. you know, it's an interesting mix there. But um, I just wouldn't want to give them my personal phone number to be able to do that, which is why I want an app that oh, allows yeah. me to see Oh, no, yeah. No, absolutely. So, if I'm not mistaken, there was the ability to get links sometimes or to drop, but otherwise you're oh, getting, yeah. Okay. I to have guys out there in tech if you're listening Mm -hmm. don't be shitty just make us something that keeps everything nice and safe allows us to share our banned clients and and people that suck and are harmful to the communities that at large and then also allows us to track them and saves none of that data anywhere else (laughs) i feel like one of my next business adventures when i have obviously the funding for it 
I want to just make, you know, an all-inclusive service for all of us sex workers that does all the things that I'm asking for. Well, and the problem at hand is that these things have kind of been made at different times. And in fact, um, you know, the internet at large, there's a lot of jokes. You're like, what? The internet is for uh, sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there is a song. I, I think we might have to play that Avenue yeah. Q clip in there. Uh, but there is a song for it. You're like, it's cats, but it's mostly sex. And mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, when, when I was talking before, some of the online pay systems came about at, um, largely through the pornography industry. Mm. I mean, they were developed by people that felt that need as porn was getting online. Yeah. Um, so we've always been trying to do that. The question of matter is whether or not it will legally be taken Happen. down. Yeah. Or, you know... You can change a couple laws, and because we are so dependent on the internet, and most people I know are not trying to go on the streets, um, and that also helps keep us safe, we're so dependent on these intermediate technologies. Yeah. So let's get into when the clock starts, what goes on. Um, I want to know from you first how that works with you. Is this a first time yeah, let's go with first time. I feel like that's the most relevant at this point. Okay. So I don't want to give too much away, but you know, if you are coming in for the first time and say we're a little bit more traditional, but still really, uh, and, and that I say, you know, you've uh, got a general interest in, in physical pain. Uh, I happen to love butts. If anyone knows me, they know I love butts. <laughs> We have watched numbers of, of movies when spanking, but I love the warm-up on a butt specifically. Side note, I was at our favorite restaurant last night on ah! a date, and I oh. told her about that experience <laughs> where we were watching porn, essentially, in the middle of the restaurant. But we weren't at that stupid table in the middle of the restaurant this time. We were in the corner, which was perfect. A little more secluded. Yes. Hey, let that freak flag fly. Uh, yeah, so the part that I, I think is, is really nice, you know, and, and we talk about aftercare, but I love the warm-up. Mm-hmm. The warm-up's important for me, too. Mm-hmm. Say you're my first client, or sorry, you're my first submissive for the day. Mm-hmm. If you're coming in for the first time or not, I'm getting my, you know, this is like I haven't worked out yet today. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so for me, the warm-up is great because I'm stepping into a little bit of that adrenaline, a little bit more of, of getting to work, getting to my, my friendly places. So mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of floggers for warm-ups, um, especially some of our softer guys. I know not everyone's here for leather, so you can find a, you can find some really nice soft vegan leather. I'm mm-hmm. actually holding one right now. <laughs> it's not quite a flogger, but it's it's got the happiness of both a flogger and right. a short tailed whip. Yes. So um, <laughs> a warm up is great. I was asking a little bit more about like as soon as you walk in the dungeon, like oh, what is happening there. So I think that there's, you know, when we're talking about like psychology in this, mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said about being like a quick study of people's body behavior. Um, so, I mean, for me, besides the fact that obviously 
depending on how your dungeon's set up, ideally there is a space for deep robing, you know, introductions, bringing me g- things. I hope you're not coming up empty-handed. <laughs> you better not be. <laughs> Giving a little tribute, some flowers, um, whatever that may be. We'll start there. We'll have a little check-in, see if anything specific has come to mind mm-hmm. since we talked before. Um whether or not we've touched base on a specific plan or something more vague, get to that. But this whole time, generally that first five minutes, I'm also in a, like a deep observation. Yeah. I am eating you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really trying to see how you're responding. If you feel comfortable in these scenarios, like just already being in a space mm-hmm. um, and if you are actually communicating well. Yeah. Because if not, I might need to take some extra time with that before we get fully fledged in. Yeah. I, in my civilian life, like to think that I'm a pretty approachable person, but I also know that I have major RBF, and if I don't like your energy, you're probably going to know that I don't want you to fucking talk to me. But it seems that in the dungeon no matter if it's a new sub or somebody who's reoccurring, like they are always nervous as fuck when they come in. And I'm just sitting there like I'm trying to smile and be kind and like us talking before the session is a moment where we can really get to know each other a little bit and talk freely, but they almost never feel comfortable enough to do that yet. So I have to do a lot of deductive understanding of their energy without them saying words because, like, they're stumbling all over the place. They do make people nervous. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So when I have somebody come in, I start by counting their money right in front of them because that's one of my favorite kinks is just to make them feel like that. So maybe that's why they feel so nervous. I count the money in front of them and then I take it back. I love it. Um, Ask them if they have anything to add or say, go through safe words and stuff like that. And then um, basically tell them to get naked and we start. Like I used to expand that intro part as much as possible, like ask them questions about their life. But at this point I'm like, I don't want to talk to you any more than I need to and I want to get in and start doing this shit because a lot of times people only book an hour as well and an hour goes by so quickly I know I'm a big fan of 90 minute sessions oh yeah I, I think that I that's think like two a hours is my favorite but yeah Oof, 90 minutes yeah. too is really great so that's how we start and then we get on into it Whore porn. I've got a fast connection so I don't have to wait. Whore porn. What? There's always some new site. Whore porn. I browse all day and night. Whore porn. It's like I'm surfing. Gonna, I'm going to go whip myself. I'll right back. <laughs> Send me a video. <laughs> yes. You wish. <laughs> I do wish. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder... If I if I get to spank some butts though, I might take take some videos for you. You know yes, that'd please. be. I mean, I'm not a I, I'm not a, a below sharing such things with each other. Like that really no. makes me happy. Yeah, same. 
I, I tattooed someone's butt for four hours yesterday. Oh, yeah, how'd that go? Um, so it, it felt really natural and good. They're like, you're so normal. You're like, this was so, like, not uncomfortable for you to just, I'm like, yeah, no, I, I got to stab you with sharp objects for four hours. I was like, this is right at home. <laughs> yes. Right at home, babe. Um, but yeah, I think there's some really important groundwork to note you know, when we talked about all of these past belief systems on how weird people may still think BDSM is or even bisexuality, you know, you run into it every once in a while. But generally speaking, I think we are on a pathway to normalization in these spaces. And it blows me away sometimes when I look at the actual... Um, references that doctors or psychiatrists use um, the biggest one being the DSM manual and this is currently I believe on its fifth edition um, there should be a sixth one out soon now this manual largely gets updated every decade or two so first of all that's crazy I think with how many medical discoveries happen in general. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, it's really focusing on all these psychiatric terms in there. And you find that something like homosexuality was just before the 80s still on the list there as a psychosis. (laughs) There's so many things, um, fetishes and kinks included, a lot of these really maybe have only gotten updated in a manual ago. Wow. Um, so I hope to see the next one really push this bounds of what we can do there because we all know that there's already this huge gap on, on the therapy side of things mm-hmm. um, and the medical provider side, but it's crazy to know that there are just entirely accepted manuals that do not have this information for us correct yeah Yeah. misinformation is a terrible thing especially when it comes to the people that are educating and talking to civilians um, about what's going on in their lives and then those people have misinformation it's and then they go on to make laws or make medical rules or make diagnosis of people (laughs) So yeah, that's that's my little stint on these old ass books. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna have to to research a little bit when the new one comes out and leave a review. Yeah, I might actually have to like look into who we can pressure to make sure this new one does not yeah have some archaic shit in it <laughs> that they're actually looking at research because I'm looking at research. Mm-hmm. And I think it's pretty important that these policies actually include researches that affect everyone. That's half of what people ask when they look at, you know, anything about the current laws they put in place. They're like, okay, well, can you at least like put some government funding behind uh, yeah. researching how many women and trans and other workers that are being potentially killed by this? Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about 
some witchy things real quick. I know you were expressing to me some election anxiety and you told me that you did a spell and I would love to hear about that spell because it obviously worked. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I try not to like let people into the secrets and I, I, I am very much along the lines that also, you know, if you aren't um, really the, the best magic to start with is your own personal so to speak, intentions uh -huh. and, and your agree. mental status because mm -hmm. uh, perception can change a huge range of things. And, and that in itself is, is basically magic. Mm -hmm. um, I think the other big and important thing to do um, and note is that really I've never ever seen anyone have a positive outcome to a negative connotated spell. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's really important. Um, whether people believe in like kickbacks or how, how deep they are in these things, harboring negative emotions is not healthy for you either. Mm -hmm. And in general, for me, it is, it is a way to really take that time and that space. And I hopefully take some energy that is connected to other beings and mm -hmm. that are wishing for, for the same thing that are wishing for the same uh -huh. thing and, and amplify it so yeah. yeah got a little bit of that in um i do practice very lightly some medicinal work that that comes from uh, a native american base from my uh family yeah, I, we've been keeping up some witchy things over here. And, you know, I'm always doing witchcraft in the dungeon, whether that be healing, you know, witchcraft and stuff that's intended for my submissive. Or perhaps it's just harnessing their energy that they bring to use for me because they're there to serve me in the first place anyway. So if I want to whip up a little intention in my mind, I um, will do that. Absolutely. And that energy, you know, transfers. So I want someone to be centering mm -hmm. it in a way where, you know, as we've discussed in the ability of us to center their fantasies and, and pleasure too. But ultimately, that should not be sucking my energy. Time to spill some tea. <laughs> what kind of tea do you want to hear about? Well, I hear little things, but what have you been up to recently? I have been dating more than I have ever been dating in my life. Um, I've been really enjoying polyamory and really appreciating it and being able to be open about that with people, the people that I'm seeing and like not having to hide that because they too are comfortable with me being polyamorous, um, but still having a very intentional experience together. So I went on a couple dates this weekend and it was more of like a celebration weekend because, you know, we just released my music and so that was really fun. But I have a new somebody kind of on the roster um, and it's new territory for me. She is a sex worker. I have never actually dated a sex worker before. I've always been the sex worker that people are dating. So that's kind of fun because we have a lot of 
common ground to talk about and to laugh about. And it's going pretty well. Um, I get some anxiety sometimes about like, I don't know, whatever. Sometimes I really don't feel like having sex, but I still want to go out and like be with somebody. And that was one of those times. And it turns out that she was feeling the same way. And then we ended up just having a beautiful night of conversation and dinner and cuddles. And I was like, wow, I didn't need to worry about that at all. So that yeah, was it's my really evening. nice. <laughs> yeah. don't, I mean, it's funny because, you know, I, I love it when you're like, when someone says, if they text you and say, I want cuddles, sometimes that they actually, actually means <laughs> I just want cuddles. It's not just foreplay. Yeah. And we're not like little dick sticks trying to convince you that we just want cuddles and really coming there to get service. I will tell you if I want other things. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. So that has been my dating life. But I have a friend that has recently decided to be full service. And this girl that I just went out with is full service. And I am honestly getting some escort envy. And I have never felt that in my life. And so I've been, I haven't full sent it yet. I don't know if I'm going to, but I have really been pondering, like, putting myself out there as a female-only provider. Because I don't want any dick up in my space. But I think... It could be really beautiful to give like some married housewives their first female experiences. It's definitely something. I mean, given quite a few firsts myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's and... the last of my tea that I've been thinking about that. All right. All right. Well, um, you know, I just I hope that everyone, in, in especially. In, in talking about this, you know, I I know that I can't say that there's a specific fit that will be best for any certain relationship, but I do want to just put out to those listening, wherever you're coming from, the idea of uh, platonic relationships that involve cuddling mm-hmm. is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that more people can cherish those without, you know, necessarily assuming or pushing those boundaries. I think we'll be able to find either deeper friendships in the process as well as potentially you know save those things and be able to really have more clear consent conversations Mm -hmm. instead of like assuming once again anything and this whole thing about like friends who make out I didn't really get it a long time ago but now I'm really (laughs) starting to understand like how nice it is to just have friends that like you're really sensual with and that you make out with, but like you don't yeah. push the boundary of sex. Yeah. And, it, and it's something that I've absolutely explored um, a lot over the years. And I have to say that it's something that you do need to check in with people about. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made that mistake and not done that. And then um, found some people upset later on when, you know, maybe they were rebuffed when they tried to make sexual advances. And um, it doesn't matter if you're male, female, trans, anything, you know, where you're in the identity of yourself, it it matters that you are able to come back to that conversation of, hey, you're my friend no matter what. Mm -hmm. However, maybe I'm not here for this. Yeah. The only other thing I have to say, and you might have to splice this in somewhere, but I don't know, is that I have never craved wanting to beat somebody's butt harder than last week. Oh, yeah, because you were having a rough week or what? (laughs) 
I was having a rough week and I wasn't like I didn't I didn't want to cuddle I wanted I wanted violence yes <laughs> I was just having that week and I had to go and I, I don't don't have any submissives available right now mm. we're a little bit more locked down yeah here with with the COVID spikes going yeah. back up um so all the dungeons closed again that aren't that are in yeah. the city and so I was thinking about calling someone up in that capacity, <laughs> but um, a lot of them also got like COVID girlfriends. Oh um, yeah, a lot of my past subs got COVID girlfriends that are not uncom- not particularly comfortable with mm. their previous play experience. Some that are, which is, I mean, when they have couples, it's amazing. Yeah. But still, there's the whole COVID situation, so uh, it feels a little bit more prevalent and pervasive here, and I just had to go like kickbox and do Muay Thai outside multiple times and like what I would do to have slapped a butt for an hour straight what I would have done you should go (laughs) if you haven't already you should go just watch my music video because that's what I was doing last week and I think you might be able to live I watched it and I mean I was drilling so (laughs) yeah yeah, I, so but that, it, it, I needed it for myself. I, I just know. needed to. It's not ugh. the same. But that sub. So speaking of magic, and my magic is usually not so like witchcrafty, cauldrony. It's all about like intention, and a lot of the things that I just think in my mind, oh, that would be really nice. They show up in my life, and this sub was one of those I'd never seen him before. And he came in and I told him, listen, you're going to be my content bitch today. We're recording a music video. This is not going to be a normal session because we've got two hours to get a whole music video done. You know, so many different scenes. And this is his first time seeing a professional and and playing in BDSM. And it actually worked out really well because, Uh. like, I mummified him. I spanked him. I made him clean the floors, lick the floor, suck my toes. Like he did everything. And I thought I it was love it. it was really cool because he got a very small taste of a lot of different things that he might like. And I got a sub who paid for me to turn him into my music video for my music. It was absolutely perfect. So Absolutely. And we <laughs> we do. I mean I don't know. That to me is kind of a barter economy and I'm into it. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, Makes yeah. me hot. Mm-hmm. Well, that is an even better way to leave off on <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but also, if you know any buds, send them my way. Okay. Will do. Mine are, mine are deeply delayed. I have some, but it's, it's, not, it's not this month, and I really needed to take out some election stress. Also, like anybody who knows how to get into a politician's book. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would just love it would be we want to talk about personal fantasies mm-hmm. i would love to be that person call me yeah <laughs> for sure all right babe talk to well, you later it's been nasty it love has. you love you bye thank you for listening to the dom nasty podcast today the, the darkness, darkness within, within us honors the, the darkness within you, you. Dom nasty Okay, nasties, welcome to the after party. We are going to be streaming my new EP, Sugar Baby Songs. Enjoy. She's just a basic bitch. (laughs) She is so fucking trash. Just another slut making music. Is this a song or is this porn? 
plethora of pussy power, and I intend to consider that when I value myself each day. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. Think you mistress, think you mistress. 
bless you, mistress, bless you, mistress, bless you, mistress. You're a goddess. Oh my goddess. Oh my goddess. Oh my goddess. You're a goddess. Choke on my big fat rubber cock. 